The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I know that we've uh, just passed 9-11, the ninth anniversary of 9-11, and um, I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, okay, we, we, we survived the day, the anniversary, so let's move on and not have to think about it again. Well, um, I'm sure you know that, uh, that, I don't let you, <laughs> that I don't let you off that easily because we do need to break out of our denial about, about terrorism, about what happened on 9-11, about the continuing threat, and so on, so that we are not, so that we can do things in our life uh, to prepare and to, I don't mean just, you know, buying duct tape. I'm talking about um, making ourselves healthier psychologically and physically as if we were going to run a marathon because that's essentially what this is, um, you know, uh, outlasting or surviving, um, living through this threat, the constant threat, the constant stress that there is from all of us knowing in the back of our mind, that there is this ongoing threat. And, of course, with the mosque uh, controversy and so on, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's the current reason why it's in the news so much, besides, of course, the anniversary itself. Um, we're going to be looking at the 9-11 anniversary through the eyes of survivors. Um, my guest, uh, who is on the line now, is Larry Beckler, very interesting man, um, he was not um, in the towers, but there is obviously something significant that touched him that day because he has commissioned uh, a statue called A Day of Service, and it's a memorial to the first responders who gave their lives to save others. So welcome to the show, Larry. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, Carol, uh, Dr. Carol. You know, um, I'm going to ask you the same question that a lot of people ask me, because after 9-11, I devoted myself to researching this and studying this and, and, uh, you know, becoming involved in, um, with people who were very much at the front lines. I don't mean, I don't mean, uh, first responders, but, um, and have written a book, Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, and have devoted myself in a number of ways to um, helping uh, people in our country, and all over for that matter, um, deal with this ongoing threat of terrorism as well as um, the, well, I called it something else, but essentially the post-traumatic stress syndrome, that a special kind of post-traumatic stress syndrome that uh, has come and is still with us from 9-11. So people always ask me, well, you know, what, um, why did you feel so moved 
to do all of this. And of course, it's because I, I think as a psychiatrist, it's the it's the best thing, uh, legacy that I could live, leave for my country uh, to help people with this. So I'm going to ask, but you know, I wasn't in the Twin Towers. I am. I was born and raised in New York, and I'm sure that gives me some special affinity. But um, I can't say that I lost anyone who, a friend or a family member, in the Twin Towers or in any of the sites of, of 9/11. Um, but it is just a calling that has taken over me. So I'm going to ask you the same question: Why? Um, what happened on 9/11? that caused you to become so moved that you're, you're doing this project, uh, creating the statue? I guess the answer to that question for me starts before 9-11. Yes. Uh, people who know me can testify that I didn't even need 9-11 to have these kind of feelings about our firefighters and police mm. and other people in uniform and in the uh, uh, website that I, we have created, uh, I go into more detail about that. Uh, as far as where I was on 9-11, uh, I was on my way to a business meeting at a uh, hotel in Tyson's Corner, and coincidentally I arrived at the hotel in their underground parking just as the first plane hit the towers, the first tower, the North Tower, and as I was waiting for the elevator, a man slammed out of the door, and he said, did you hear what happened? And I said, no, I didn't. And he said, a plane just flew into the World Trade Center. Of course, I asked the obvious questions about the accident, size of the plane. He identified himself. He happened to be the head of security for the hotel, and obviously the rest is a matter of record. Uh, tried to start a business meeting, and within 15 minutes, nobody had any idea of Continuing on with that, we all wound up in the lobby of the, uh, the bar of the hotel okay. watching what happened. And then I had my own story. Uh, I tried to get my son, who was in high school at the time, uh, on the way home and was told I couldn't have him. Uh, the school had a better idea of how to take care of him. And, uh, you know, it's easy with hindsight to think that, oh, well, we were going to survive. But at the time, you don't know that. And uh, well, now, my feeling was. Could you, where exactly was this? I'm not familiar with the city that you said. It was in Tyson's Corner, which is in uh, McLean, Virginia. It's due west of Washington, D.C. It's a uh, major uh, uh, area of the, of the D.C. area. Okay. D.C. is a large metropolis. You have D.C. and then you have surrounding uh, areas that are highly populated. And I would say Tyson's Corner is probably one of the busiest areas in all of the D.C. area. Okay. And uh, anyway, uh, I was not personally involved in what happened. Uh, I didn't know. I know uh, of people who passed away. Uh, I have been in the financial services industry for about almost 30 years, and certainly the people in Arthur Cantor, or Arthur Cantor in the Cantor office and Brown uh, Securities, uh, they perished in those towers. In fact, I had been to a conference with one of the uh, speakers from Brown and Company a few weeks prior to the uh, the attack. So, I mean, I, you know, I certainly knew of people, but it first came to my consciousness to do this in uh, a couple of years after the event when my son, who was a, a student at Penn State as a landscape architecture um, student, mentioned to me that they were accepting bids for art, artistic designs, if you will, for 
Ground Zero and a memorial, and this idea came to me instantaneously, and if it's appropriate to say so, it came probably from a higher source, and I've just been following this dream, although when my son informed me they were really going to be doing, it wasn't part of the current architecture, architectural style to do realistic statues, it was more about benches and shrubs, uh, I just sort of put the idea out of my mind, and then in the summer of 2009, uh, while uh, talking to a trusted friend and consultant, Brian Rinke, and with my wonderful wife, Marlena, they encouraged me to go ahead and start to bring this dream, which had great detail, to fruition. And uh, in late fall, early winter of 2009, uh, my wife contacted a, uh, a fine arts foundry who referred us to an artist, uh, uh, and uh, we started the process at that point, Carter Jones being our sculptor. His studio is about eight blocks north of uh, uh, the World Trade Center, and he actually heard the planes fly over his building uh, while he was uh, preparing art that morning. Hmm. So it's uh, it's been quite an experience, and I had three or four very specific people that I had in mind that I saw in this vision, and then... Um, I, through Carter, uh, I got him to create those figures and many others that certainly were part of his envisioning. Uh, it's it has uh, uh, almost fifty individual figures and also bas relief figures in them, and that's the figure figures in profile, and they're buried in smoke. The bas relief, and then I had my I called her Lady of Terror, which was a very specific person who was completely in terror. She was seeing nothing and unable to speak, and as she turned out, she's tripping off a stair in the um, in the stairway, and I guess I, I've really kind of gone a little far. I have to take a step back and say this vision takes place in the North Tower shortly before the collapse of the uh, North Tower, of the, one of the, the first tower to go, and she is being caught by the hero, and that is a firefighter. Um, and then there are numerous firefighters, police, EMTs, uh, other folks who are in those towers, and I, they are simply my heroes. And as I said a few minutes ago, I didn't need 9-11 to feel this way. I just, I'm, I'm always amazed by people who put on a uniform and go out and risk their lives trying to save and protect us. Well, did something happen to you when you were younger or years before or, or to somebody in your family where um, did you ever, were you ever in a situation where either the police or the firefighters were very helpful to you? Not to the best of my recollection. Uh, the one memory that comes to mind was I was in the Army. I, I've had this constant fight my whole life between art and and math, if you will, and uh, at that point in time when I was in the Army, I was a singer with the Army Band in New York City, and uh, just recently I've been uh, re-meeting several of those wonderful people, tremendous musicians, and uh, the day I got out of the service, I was flying back from Dallas at the time to Dulles Airport, which is close to where I live, and a woman saw me in uniform. You have to leave the service in uniform. She said, you're a baby killer. 
And I guess, if anything, that broke my heart. I had just given three years of my life serving my country. The lady didn't know me from Adam and presumed I was a baby killer. So it's probably, that may have Mm. a basis in why I have such care for our people in Mm. uniform in the video. And do you mind if I give the address? Um, Well, I usually, well, I'll make an exception for you. I usually do that at the end because I don't want people to be distracted, but... Um, since what you're talking about, I mean, it's the visual is so important. Why don't you go ahead? Because so people will understand that. what you're talking about. Sure. It's www.adayofservice.com. And when you get there, you'll come up to the statement that Dr. Carroll was nice enough to say. It's the title of the statue, and it's a memorial statue in tribute to the firefighters and other first responders who gave their lives in an effort to save others. You'll see a clock which starts the three-minute video, and I'm proud to say with no experience in directing or uh, producing a film, I, I, I created the voiceover and the script. You'll see the statue to the right, and you'll see an opt-in box below that where you can go to the information, learn more, and it's a wonderful piece of the history of why I did the statue uh, my number one vision, which is creating a groundswell of interest to get this statue, a large version of it, to ground zero. Uh, it is just inside of me. It's in my heart that uh, every time I've been to ground zero, there are thousands of people staring at that site. And yes. I've been there numerous times when it was a you know, rubble, an empty hole, now scaffolding, and it's the same thing, people staring at something. There's obviously a need for people to have a memorial, in my opinion, and be able to share their feelings, have their feelings, uh, grieve if necessary, and I think move on, uh, you know. Uh, But I think... I want to say that um, if any of you listening have not been to Ground Zero, and I'm sure there are a lot of you, um, because, you know, this is going all over the world. Um, but whatever, wherever you live, that is something that is, that is not to be missed because um, the words can't describe it uh, and pictures on television can't describe it. Um, it's not a pleasant feeling uh, by any means. It's, it's, it's a horrific feeling, it's, but it, it's, it's awe awesome in in a you know it strikes awe in you i mean there's just nothing that um there is nothing like it in the world and the reason why it's so important to go even though it is an incredibly painful experience um feeling sad for the people who died and just feeling sad that there could be this much evil in the world who would perpetrate this well i think i hear the um (laughs) yes i definitely hear the music so we do have to take a break my guest is larry beckler his statue is called a day of service you can watch his uh email his uh video while we're taking a break you're listening to dr carol's couch and i'm your psychiatrist host dr carol lieberman Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. 
Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about the anniversary of 9-11, just recently passed through the eyes of survivors. And we're talking with Larry Beckler, who has commissioned a statue entitled A Day of Service. And um, hopefully you looked at that during the break, and it's just an amazing, amazing statue. I mean, the each face, it's just so uh, psychologically right on you know it's 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 uh it was your your purpose was to have it be a memorial to the first responders who sacrificed their lives um but it's also something that i think gives a voice to emotions i mean you know obviously the statue isn't literally talking but it is still giving a voice to emotions that people had and have about that day that um, we still have trouble expressing. I mean, that's one of the psychological reasons 
why people are so still so impacted by the day. It's it's hard. It's been hard for most people to process these feelings. May I ask a question, sure. Dr. Carroll? Sure. Uh, the um, I, I first want to add. Uh, you know, clearly I've underlined that it's for the firefighters, not the first responders, but it's also, and I make it eminently clear in the video, it's for the innocents who perished that day, too, mm-hmm. who did nothing in their lives other than go to work. They're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, I think before the break I was starting to talk about people being able to have a memorial, a symbol to express their feelings and their grief. And certainly this has the families of the 3,000 people who perished in those towers, uh, the, the function of allowing them that, and the whole country. I have a need to go to that area and see something that allows me to have my feelings. And I'm sure what's going to be done there is going to be beautiful, but to the best of my awareness, there's no memorial, per se, a statue memorial, an Iwo Jimo that we have here in mm-hmm. uh, the D.C. area, which, you know, especially if you were alive during World War II, I'm sure it overwhelms you when you look at that memorial. Mm-hmm. So, now, um, are you paying for this? I know this is a um, probably not a gracious question, but are you paying for this all yourself? Are you taking... Um, are you asking for contributions, or who is paying for Not this? only am I paying for this, but uh, I'm not a man of great wealth, so this is something that I just felt moved to do, and as I mentioned before, my wife and friend Brian were integral in my tapping funds just for the purpose of creating this, and... Uh, you know, as I say, a, a fine, fine artist like Carter Jones does not come cheaply, a uh-huh. sculptor like Carter. So, I mean, he was paid, and, and the fig- statuary, uh, when it's done on an individual basis like this, where you're creating individual figures, and again, there's 50 of them in there, 50 individuals and pairs and bas-reliefs, it, it costs a fortune. In fact, uh, the statue, just to be fired at the foundry, each one, and there's no discount for economy of scale, is almost $10,000. Hmm. So it's uh, it's a very expensive piece. I did not concern, uh, again, as I mentioned to you earlier today, I'm not in the business of creating and selling statues. Uh, so that, was just, a, that wasn't the total price. That was just the price for... Um, no, the total price... Well, I'll discuss the financials in as much detail, detail as you'd like, but, uh, you know, I have... Probably about seventy to eighty thousand dollars in mm. total out of pocket cost so far. And worst case scenario, I have a really pretty expensive statue for my living room. <laughs> well, yeah, that was going to be my, my next question. Um, how? Because I know there's been, and I don't understand all of the ins and outs of this, but I mean, it, it's really, it's just unbelievable that um, nine years later there is still nothing rebuilt on that site of any significance. Amazing, um, isn't it? What? It's amazing, isn't it? Yes. I mean, I, the best I've heard about that is that people are having trouble coming, deciding what they wanted. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like no one can get their act together. Yes. Well, I, you know, you're far, far better uh, at explaining why, but there seems to be a real resistance to allowing us to deal with the reality of what happened and to have closure. Yes, yes. 
Um, so what, how far have you gotten so far as, as far as where your statue permission to, to put the statue that you paid for? Um, We're just getting started. In fact, uh, I mentioned to you I've been in the financial industries business and because of, um, how closely I am personally scrutinized on the security side of my life, uh, I have just obtained permission from my broker dealer to be able to have this website. I'm trying to set up social websites, and we are just getting started of getting the word out, trying to make people aware of this statue. Hopefully, I mean, the feedback on this statue has been amazing. People are just overwhelmed. Uh, yes. I, in in the video, I'm sorry? Well, I was just going to say, who do you need? Um, I mean, how do you get it from uh, the artist's hands to a place uh, at at Ground Zero? I, I probably don't have, I, again, I'm, everything that I've done from inception to where we are right now in this phone call has been just following an inner voice. And uh, I am, uh, there's two ideas that I have for accomplishing our number one mission, which is, uh, one, grassroots. And uh, with myself, my wife, and Brian, we've, uh, we're sending this out. People are forwarding it from their address books. I ask all the listeners to do the same. Forward it to your Facebook uh, address book, and please sign in so I know you're there and I can get back to you and keep in touch with you if you're if it's okay with you. If not, I understand. Um, and tell the people you forward it to to do the same thing. And so then you're we have looking, so you're hoping for grassroots to influence yes, absolutely. the people to decide what goes where um, to get them to include this. Absolutely, and then on a more macro yes. level, I've already sent uh, contacted uh, Mayor Giuliani's yes. assistant, and uh, she said she would give it to him to view. I hope he's moved by it. I have not heard back from him, and we'll be contacting everybody and everybody we can. I understand that um, Governor Pataki is integral in what's going on, and I will, uh, you know, everyone, everyone, anyone. There are people with cable uh, TV shows that I'm hoping might embrace this and promote it on their cable show. Uh, one of the things that we haven't discussed, again, mission number one is to move this to ground zero, but there also is the ability to have limited editions of the statue, obviously since the cost of this thing is what it is. It's a, it's a high-end statue, but if somebody was willing um, to to buy it, I want everybody to know 10% of the proceeds will go to a foundation that is yet to be established for providing for education for children of firefighters and other first responders for their education. Uh, I, you know, as a financial planner, I really believe that I really want to help people as much as possible to have educations, which I think is one of the most important things in the world. And just because you lost your mom or dad, uh, to tragedy doesn't mean they, you shouldn't get an education. Well, yes, I think it's all laudable. I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, we were talking before about what an awesome, uh, experience it is that to actually stand there by this huge hole, this, this, I mean, you just can't, um, help yourself from crying at the lives lost, at the, at the, at the blow against our country, um, so many different things. It's just, and and of course, the fact that it's still there at all the, after all this time, each year it gets to be worse. That that um, 
people have not gotten the ball rolling to actually, you know, build something there, at least start, uh, um, it's like a big wound, it's a gaping wound, and it's a wound in our heart, a wound in our soul, a wound in our country, it's, 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 you know, it's just so moving that, um, but I think, I think enough, you know, I think that there's um, a way to preserve that, that feeling, and yet also to start um, building something that really is, would be symbolic of the fact that we're not going to stay uh, down on the ground wounded, you know, but that we can, uh, we won't forget ever, but we will build something positive to come from that. And it's just, it's just mind-blowing that nothing yet um, has been happening. And now, you know, and all the more ironic that, um, that a couple of blocks away, somehow there's already been more progress on building a mosque than on building something at Ground Zero. It's my understanding they're uh, scheduled to have that completed by the 10th year anniversary, and it, that is my goal uh, for this, is to have a memorial statue in place at Ground Zero by the 10th anniversary. Uh, I don't understand why both can't be accomplished if both are intended to happen. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm not an expert in the area, by the way, Dr. Carroll. You know, I'm focused on the statue and the memorial, uh, and providing that to the people of this country and the world. I, you know, I remember after the incident that people from all over the world were shocked and wounded and, yes. and you know, deeply affected. So it's yes. for everybody, it's for the whole yes. world. And I understand this thing spreading around the world uh, right now. I hear we're going to break, so I'm going to hold off. Okay. We are taking a break. My guest is Larry Beckler. He is... Uh, has taken it on himself um, to create an incredible statue called A Day of Service. Um, we are talking about 9-11, Ground Zero, where we've come or not since then. Um, and we're looking at it through the eyes of survivors. You're, looking, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. 
Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your teams. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, doing a show on the anniversary, the ninth anniversary of 9-11. My guest is Larry Beckler. He has, you know, he, he exemplifies... Uh, sort of the ideal of what we each should be doing. He was called in his, you know, he had a vision and he was spiritually called to create or get an artist that would sort of um, uh, shape um, his ideas uh, to create a statue called a day of service, um, really an emotional statue, really uh, commemorating this day, the people who died as well as the first responders. Um, and whatever, you know, that was uh, his calling, um, whatever, we, we each need to find some way um, to do something in memory of that day. I mean, this is, it's still in our unconscious minds. I mean, it's not a coincidence that the obesity rate, for example, has gone up. Um, there are so many other things where unconsciously our memories the painful memories, the wound that I was talking about before, um, is still impacting us psychologically in ways that are not very good, you know, in, way, in our relationships, in our work, and so on. And um, the, one of the ways to, to an antidote to that is um, to find your way of trying to bring something beautiful into the world. Larry's bringing a, a statue but you could be bringing um, a day a week at doing volunteer work or an hour a week or um, joining your political party and trying to, uh, you know, becoming active and trying to make things that you think um, should happen happen or, um, you know, reading to children in a hospital or whatever it is or, 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 um, or doing something for disabled veterans. Or, I mean, it doesn't matter what form it takes but instead of letting the impact of 9-11 only be on us in negative ways, we need to look at that as a, um, 
stimulus, a trigger to get us to do something more positive, to leave something more positive for this world, to try to make up for, in some way, all of this negativity that has continued to leave this gaping wound at the site of ground zero. Um, Larry, tell us, you were talking about, you know, on 9-11, you were in Washington, D.C., so what impact did the uh, 9-11 attack on the Pentagon have? Well, it shut our city down, um, probably not as nearly as much as it shut New York down, but uh, we were under lockdown for several days. In fact, I live uh, west of D.C. in an area, I had a home in Fair Lakes at the time, and on September the 12th, uh, a, I guess F-16, if that's the appropriate uh, description of the jet, flew over. It, it seemed as if it was 100 feet in the air. It was probably 1,000 feet. But they were watching us from every angle. Um, we were under constant surveillance uh, by, you know, I'm sure from space, but certainly just up close and personal with the jets, helicopters. And uh, it's always amazed me uh, on the way into National Airport, Reagan Airport, it flies right down the Potomac River. You have the White House on the left and the Pentagon on the right. It's been amazing we haven't had more problems. Uh, you know, I don't know how you can really stop what happened that day from happening. Mm. Uh, but it just, uh, I drove by the Pentagon about two or three days later, and they had put out the fire. It was just a massive uh, burn scar in the side of that building. It, to see the Pentagon, if you haven't seen it, it's just huge. It's, you know, a Pentagon. Uh, there's also hundreds of feet in the layers, they call them rings, going into the center. And the uh, concept of how far that jetliner penetrated into that building is nothing short of amazing. Hmm. You mean that and it they, was able to penetrate so far? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a fuel bomb, uh, as we can all see. Uh, I didn't want to, in the beginning of the video... I wanted to give people a feel. I, I tried to add a little drama uh, to the piece, um, and there's just four or five pictures. And the first one is, you know, you can't really do anything without it being uh, viewed and filmed by somebody. Somebody had a cell phone on the tower. I guess they were saw the plane flying uh, over Manhattan, and that's uh, you know airspace that isn't allowed to my understanding, so they turned on their cell phone and somebody actually photographed or videoed a plane flying into the building, the first tower, and there's a holy expletive that goes out, and that's the first way you uh, start seeing my video. You see a few shots of people's uh, reactions in the Pentagon and Shanksville, the other place where some other heroes on board that plane brought the plane down instead of letting it fly towards D.C., they, they think it would have gone to the Capitol or the White House, and uh, that memorial's in place there, so I'll reiterate what you said. It's amazing, nine years later, we still don't have a proper memorial at Ground Zero. Yes. And you know what's interesting? Um, when I was there, uh, there were people who were um, selling or, or actually giving away um, DVDs or CDs uh, with um, uh, speeches on it uh, about how this was all, this, these weren't terrorists, this was all an American plot. Inside this, job. Yes, an inside yeah, Rosie job. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell's comment about it had to be an inside job because 
didn't you see the steel melt? I guess nobody ever explained how they make steel to the lady. Wait, who said that? Rosie O'Donnell. She was, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I just remember. Yeah. Dolly, who of her saying she thought it was an inside job because of the way the steel melted. You can't, I guess her, she implied that steel can't melt. And I just, you know, it's comical because that's how they create steel is by smelting it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. You know, it's, uh, and, and of course that, to this day, these conspiracy theories live on. Yes, um, some notable folks. I, I, who is it? Uh, one of my favorite actors, the one on Two and a Half Men. Um, Tell Charlie me not Sheen. Char- Charlie Sheen. Yeah, he's another one that I just recently saw ascribes to that theory. So. Hmm. But I mean, I you know, I it was some uh, somebody I knew stated that to me. I said, "Well, I've got a problem, and that is there." A uh, very noteworthy newswoman was on the, the jet that flew into the Pentagon. Yes. She called her husband just before it went in. What happened to her? If it was an inside job, where did those people go? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like cocoon. <laughs> yes, exactly right. But the notion that there, if you look closely, there were no windows in the jets that flew into the World Trade. Really, where did those people go? Where did the planes go that were hijacked from Boston? Well, you know, and, and the thing is, what I say is, um, even if, and if I don't believe that it was a conspiracy or an inside job, but even if that were the case, um, I mean, the, there still are, in fact, I mean, we do know from other, other sources, I mean, other, lots of other, um, in lots of other ways, that there are, in fact, terrorists out there still trying to kill us. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it, regardless it, of whether this was an inside job or not, that doesn't mean, you know, not all of these um, terrorists and, and the plots that we've foiled and so on um, are cartoon characters or setups or or continue a continuation of the conspiracy. There really are these people who still are trying to kill us. And, on, on doing well, you this. know what? Please tell me as a as a psychiatrist or psych, psychiatrist. psychologist. No, psychiatrist. Um, is it legitimate if somebody tells you they're trying to kill you? And then they act it out as they, it's been done all over the world. At some point, isn't it rational to believe them? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, part of it has to do with this incredible sense of denial that um, is still, you know, that in a sense, and of course no one exemplifies that better than our president, but um, that is that is the thing that is really um, putting us in more danger than we were in before, because now that this did happen, that 9-11 did happen, um, and it's so painful to think about and so frightening to think about, uh, most people want to put their heads in the sand, and 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 it's in, in a sense, it makes it less scary to think, well, I mean, in some ways it's more scary, but... In, in other ways, it's less scary to think that this was just a conspiracy and it was just a political issue and it's going to go away now. Right, right. The um, I had a, a question. Oh, I remember what it was. I'm sorry. Uh, in the creation of this project, and, and, and I just want to make the point, since we're discussing what we're discussing, uh, it became imperative to me to make it known, and I do state it again in the video, that this statue is for everyone. And I mean that literally, because it's for everyone to have thoughts and feelings. I remember on September the 12th, uh, maybe it was even late in the day on the 11th, there was video coming in from around the world, 
And there was one woman, a rather portly woman, who was missing a front tooth in her mouth. And she was making this, you know, the sound you'll hear. Uh, in fact, I heard it at the Wailing Wall, the sound. So she was rejoicing that the towers came down. I guess she's entitled to her feelings, too. Well, yes, that was... So that was also incredibly memorable to see people around the world, you know, rejoicing in the streets. Yes, and, but and I'm they, happy I mean, to say at least ninety nine point nine percent were against it. What did you, well, we, we I guess we do need to take the break. We will yes. come back Thank with you. more thoughts. My guest is Larry Beckler. His project is called A Day of Service. We'll be giving you that website address again. Um, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. We're talking about nine eleven, and we'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart, but I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you about the anniversary, the ninth anniversary of 9-11, through the eyes of survivors. And uh, Larry Beckler is my guest. He, he has commissioned a statue, an incredible statue, called A Day of Service, which um, speaks... <laughs> 
it's a statue, but it actually speaks. Uh, the cries and the emotions are just uh, palpable. So, you know, you must have, um, I mean, some people, you were talking about how you've paid for this yourself, and you must come across, just like I was talking about people being in denial and so on, um, you must come across people who, I guess not your friends or loved ones, but I guess people you, just acquaintances, people you meet, who, if they find out about this, um, I mean, do some people, like, scratch their heads and wonder why you've gone through all this trouble to do this? I, I'm, I haven't met that person yet. Every reaction so far has been about how deeply moved they were with the statue. Well, I mean, if they didn't see the statue, just the idea that you did this. I, I really uh, kept it so close. People, uh, today, Dr. Carroll, I first sent it to my uh, email book my address book. So people who are relatives of mine are finding out for the first time right now, and I also let them know I was going to be on your show at the same time. Oh, well, that's interesting. So, so <laughs> I really haven't discussed it with anybody but my wonderful wife, Marlena, and my dear friend, Brian. You didn't want and, to and tell you nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry? I, I didn't hear what you just said. I'm I sorry. I said you didn't want people telling you you were nuts. Well, or, you know, I, I have really felt, as, as I've said numerous times now, I, while I don't have a background in this, I haven't felt the slightest bit of insecurity about what to do. I have had some input, reached out to a few people. There's a wonderful Broadway director um, who I thank in the video, uh, who uh, I've met over the years, who who advised me on certain things about you got to have high def, you got to have this, you got to have that. He may be listening right now because I sent him an email letting him know I was going to be on the show today. Uh-huh. Um, so well, I don't uh, mean he, certainly you know I don't mean that I think you're crazy. I just meant that. Um, <laughs> well, because, you're probably right. <laughs> I just meant that because there is so much denial, and because you know, I mean, for example, this year. Um, I mean, each year it seems like there is less of there's there's less of a fuss made over it. I mean, this year the fuss was about the mosque. You know um, but, what? Since you just brought that up, my wife, I believe it was in last Friday's or Saturday's Washington Post, read an article uh, that said only 14 percent of America is even really aware of 9-11 occurring every year. So um, consider, you can put this statue right at the top of the reasons why I think it's critical to put this thing at ground zero and bring it to the people. Wow. Yes, well, you know, it's forgetting because because that's what the mind does to uh, protect itself from painful memories. But, you know, there has to be a happy medium between... um, not being overwhelmed, you know, so that you can't uh, get out of bed um, every 9-11, and yet also giving it the proper due and, and having it change your life. I mean, it, as I was saying before, it's changed. We, we have to come to terms with the fact that it has changed our lives. It is not over, folks. It is in the back of your mind. Right. It is directing what you are doing, and primarily it's directing things that are not positive, uh, or for a lot of people, it's directing things that are not positive, causing people to be um, uh, self-destructive in various ways, addictions, you know, drinking, drugs, um, risk-taking behaviors, uh, really on relationships, promiscuous sex, um, not having any sex. I mean, you know, it's just it is affecting everybody individually, you know, depending upon who you were before 9-11, it's going to have a different effect on you. 
but but it is having an effect, and so the idea is to turn it into a positive effect. You know, you were talking before about um, you're going to be making this a limited edition, so people would be able to buy, um, I mean, smaller smaller versions of this? No, or the well, same? it's funny. We had thought about smaller versions, but there's so much detail in the three-foot uh, statue. That's the size of it as you're looking at it on the site that I think if we were ever to create another version, it would be larger because, it's, as you can tell, one of the criticisms that I have, uh, and we had a wonderful group who uh, filmed the statue. Uh, you'll see their credit in the video also. But uh, it's very hard to see detail, even at the three-foot level, I think a five- or six-foot version. But I think at 21 feet on ground zero, it would be something that would, I, I just think it would become one of the most popular places for people visiting yeah. New York to go when in New York. Absolutely. It would be a place I that people would have to go to. Sort of in the center of the park that they were talking about right. having right. and so on. Right. Uh, it's just, it's overwhelming. When you see the firefighter catching the Lady of Terror, when you see the, at the very base of the statue is the first fire taking, firefighter taking that first step up the stairway, and when you think that those people put on a uniform and marched into death, I, I have to think they knew what they were going into when they went in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is, I can only give an analogy and say it's got to be akin to a person in combat throwing his or herself on a grenade to protect somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty powerful. It overwhelms me to even think about it. Yes, I can hear it in your voice. Well, I, I do hope, um, I, you know, we'll give out your website address again. There is a place on on the home page where you can sign up to get uh, to be on um, Larry's mailing list to find out, you know, the progress of the statue and where it is. I mean, quite frankly, I think there should be... Um, at least one of those, not only at ground zero, but in somewhere important, you know, it's sort of a central park or something in every city in this country, if not oh. other countries. Amen. Um, I couldn't agree more. To remind people of this, and, and again, in a positive way, to spur people on to do things for their fellow man and to realize that uh, that we need to be, as I said before, um, preparing for a marathon of living under this stress because it it takes its toll. You know, 9-11, even though, I mean, it's interesting that statistics that you quoted because uh, probably consciously that's true or else people are answering because that they don't want to remember. Um, but certainly our body and our psyche, our unconscious, does remember whether we want to be consciously aware of it or not. And uh, of course, next year, the 10th anniversary, they will presum- presumably, you know, and that's another thing with the mosque, um, having their intent to have it finished by 9-11, the 10th anniversary of 9-11. I mean, for those people who are trying to say that this mosque is not uh, dangerous or is not a symbol um, of the conquest of America, I mean, why on earth would they be trying to have it open or break ground or whatever it is, some commemoration of it, on 9-11. It's the point that that was, that they won, that that was, um, uh, that was the moment that, that the tide has turned. Right. Um, if you look in into favor. the history of the name Cordoba Center, you'll also, or Cordoba, yes. you'll also find out that that does not signify peace. Yes, I, I, yes, it is the, comes from the 8th century when, um, the terrorists of that day, the, uh, the, um, 
militant or extremist uh, Islamists of that day um, took over Spain and uh, built a mosque to signify their having taken over Spain, which was a symbol of the West at, you know, in that equivalent in a sense. And yes, and so this man, this Iman, who's, who's building, uh, who's heading the building of the mosque at Ground Zero, um, is uh, formed an organization called Kadoba, Kadoba House, Kadoba, Kadoba something. Anyway, something. and that's what this mosque was going to be named too. Until people uh, started becoming aware of the significance of the name and and put up, uh, you know, put up a, a fight against that. Of course, so now it's called Park Fifty One. But you know, for how long? Right. Um, I mean, this whole thing is just, it, it, in a sense, it's it's. It's at least as bad as uh, as the planes hitting the twin towers. I mean, this is something that is just revealing how gullible we are, how in denial we are, how um, we don't want to. I mean, yes, people should have freedom of religion. I totally agree with that, and there should be mosques and churches and temples and everything all over America. But this is more than that. This is you know, there's a point. There's a symbolism involved here that is very. Very, uh, very dangerous. I do wish to reiterate, though, that since we're coming to the end here, that uh, this statue, though, is supposed to transcend our differences. It's not in any way supposed to be against any religion or anything else. Yes, and could you, before we, um, before the music ends, could you please give out that website again? You bet. It's www.adayofservice.com. Okay. And I hope to hear from everybody. A day of service. Dot com. It's my definition to, of what a day of service is. Please go to that. If you haven't checked it out already, go to that website, adayofservice.com. And uh, this statue is amazing. Well, Larry, thank you, so thank much, you for Dr. being Carol. an inspiration. You know, you're an example <laughs> of uh, what good can come out of 9-11. We need more people to be doing their own. It doesn't have to be statues, but just something in their own uh, that calls to them. They're in their own way to be doing something positive for their loved ones, for the uh, first responders, and for their countrymen, for the world, to, uh, to change this world, to make it a better place. So thank you, Larry Beckler, again, adayofservice.com. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.